Hi, Mob. I hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you on your own journey of becoming and being in the world towards your power and your purpose because the world really needs more of us that are having the courage to figure out who we are, what is our dreaming, and what are we here to become? Who are we here to become and what are we here to do? By figuring that out, that is our greatest gift that we can bring to the world because when we are living into and being our purpose and we allow that to light our path and how we show up in the world. Because one thing I know to be true is that when you're in alignment with your purpose and your dreaming and you're allowing yourself to be that and then allowing your being to guide your doing, you don't need batteries. It it has its own energy source. Your purpose doesn't need batteries and it doesn't need you to know the how. If you know the why and the what, and sometimes even the what can be fuzzy, it, the clarity comes in taking the step. The clarity comes in the action. The conviction and the belief comes in walking the journey, in experiencing the lessons and the wisdom comes later on when you take the time to reflect on the experiences that you've had. And one of the things that I heard today in this journey and of surrendering to my own experience is I was listening to Lisa Nichols, who is a transformational coach and one of um, the most powerful speakers I've heard in terms of how she shares her journey and the wisdom. And each sharing of her story is like a classroom, like I need to come with pen and paper and an open heart to really listen and take down what resonates in my body. And I believe that Hers is a story that I could listen to every day for a year and still learn something new or have the same lesson repeat itself until I've learnt it and I've embodied it and I've and I'm able to take it and make it my own. And her story is is that she went from uh, government assistance in America to a multimillionaire and a global speaker. And she decided she downgraded her life. She inconvenienced herself for her purpose. Um, When her son was eight months old, she had to wrap him in a towel for two days because she didn't have enough money to buy nappies. And she made a promise to her son that she would never be this broke or broken again. And now for some people, that's just something that they say in the heat of the moment, but they don't actually do the get up to do the work of living into that that declaration and she gave up on her hair and nails she moved out of her three-bedroom two-bathroom apartment into an apartment with a roommate who smoked and she downgraded her life to upgrade her income so she could invest in herself and every week she mailed a check to herself to her bank and it was called um funding my future dream For three and a half years, you mob, three and a half years, she mailed a check to herself, to her own bank account, and she did not check the bank statement. So by the time she finally took herself and her son to the bank and she introduced herself to um, the teller, the teller's like, oh, my God, you're the fun, my dream lady. And all these tellers came and, and were excited and they were like, oh, so we want to know, we want to know what's the dream. And she goes, I don't know, but I know I need money to fund it. 
and they were all tears. And when she said that she'd never opened a statement, she'd never checked the bank because she didn't trust herself with money. So she was able to meet her limitations and and create a process that worked for her to get to where she wanted to be. And when the teller wrote down the amount that was in her account, she looked at it and she didn't believe it. She said, no, 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 this must be someone else's. And there were tears all around and they said, no, that's yours. And there was $62,500 in an account that she'd managed to be able to save up for herself because the other thing she did was she didn't just save. She also um, challenged herself to add, I think it was 20% more every week and because she said, she wasn't experienced with numbers. She just guessed the calculations. She even got um, a second job to be able to work on herself and and to be able to add more money to that dream. And when she looked down at her son, who was five years old at that point, and said, "I think our life's about to change." And the first thing he said is, "Can we can we get Mac can we get McDonald's now?" And listening to her story and the, um, the podcast host that she was speaking to, he asked her a really profound question and he goes, how do you teach people or how do you offer them the opportunity to learn about themselves because so many people don't know who they are? And she shared an exercise that she takes her, I guess, her, her students through or her clients through her coaching And it's called the lies we tell ourselves, the lies we believe about ourselves and the lies we allow allow about ourselves. And she asks them to get at least 20 pages, double-sided A4 blank pages. And it's because she asks you to write down the lies that you hold about yourself or that you believe about yourself in relationship to yourself and your potential, to money, to relationships, and I don't know what the other areas are because it was a very brief overview and it and it was like this sucker punch to the stomach and it really got me thinking and I started writing those areas down and I started to write down the lies I tell myself or the lies I believe about myself. And the other thing she shares in in, in this podcast is that often the lies we tell ourselves keep us comfortable. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us in excuse. And that when we say, I can't do this because of my family or I can't do this because of my children, she said, they don't hold a chain around our neck. They aren't forcing us to do those things. We're allowing those things to happen. Yes, the guilt might be there. The feelings might be there. And underneath that, we are still allowing that thing to hold us there to that person. And often it's not them holding us there. It's often ourselves holding us there because of the stories that we tell ourselves that are not the truth. And the truth is, is that that thing that we're being called to do just isn't important enough to us or strong enough for us to inconvenience ourselves or to speak the truth that I don't want to do that thing. And she said that she was in... um, I think, Zimbabwe, and she was working with a translator who was speaking in Swahili, and the um, the person that she was speaking to was asking her if she was going to attend the event that night, and she replied to the interpreter, um, I'll, I'll try, I'll do my best. And 
the interpreter kept repeating the question and finally he turned around to her and said, in Swahili, there is no word for try. You either are or you're not. And it was this, and she said, she shared that there's always, every moment offers a lesson if we're open to being present to the moment. And even though I only did 30 minutes on this activity, this this lesson, this this teaching of what are the lies I tell myself about my potential, about my relationship to money, about my ability to make, earn and create money, about my relationship to myself and to others, it was fucking hard. It was intense. It was painful. It was uncomfortable. And that was just 30 minutes. Like, damn. And I'm just like, and then what she says is, I, from, from memory, I have to go back and listen to it because it was only this morning. She shares that you write the lies you tell yourself in grey lead and you leave four to five lines under each lie and then you leave it for a day or two, no longer than three days because if you do, then you're just creating space for procrastination and excuses. And you write in red the truth that opposes the lie. And then she didn't explain the the reason for the colouring of the pen. Uh, The grey lead is deliberate. And then after you've written the truth, that is the, because in every lie there there is a seed of truth. And even if you don't know, just asking yourself what is the truth in in the lie, what is the what is the opposite of the lie? She said the answer will come. And then for a week, two times a day or three times a day, whatever it was, you read the lie and then you read the truth. And after a week, you allow yourself to um, erase the lie and you only read the truth for another week. And what you're doing is you're using linguistic neurology or um, something, uh, linguistic technology uh, techniques to reprogram your mind to be able to challenge the lie and accept the truth is more powerful than the lie. And when I started to look at my the lies to myself about my potential and my capacity to carry the load of what I'm doing in terms of my dreaming of the Kilana Foundation of my journey to becoming a black belt, my journey to becoming a black belt world champion or becoming the athlete who can achieve um, black belt world title, my journey to getting my finances in order and creating um, a solid foundation to begin the journey to understanding how to create a million dollar business and then move from creating seven figures in the bank to having seven figures and then eight figures of, of profit and money that allows me to fund the change that I want to see in the world while living the lifestyle that I want to live with my family to be able to take care of them and to create the change that I want to see in my lifetime on this earth, in this in this physical form. And watching as the words formed on the paper about the lies that I hold about myself, about my potential, about my relationships to money and to others. It just really required a lot of courage to sit still. And this is a part of the the process of the warrior heart is that 
in order to be able to be myself in the world unapologetically and bravely and wholly myself in in all parts of myself, no longer walking in two worlds, none of that, but being able to weave my worlds and weave my roles together is about standing in my power. It's about being my truth and following my heart. And that requires a deep commitment and a conviction to finding out who I am underneath all of the selves that I've been, of, of being willing to understand who I am, how I've become this person, and then being able to create the space for who I'm becoming. And what's the bridge that needs to be built between those two for the journey to become possible? So what are the lies that you're telling yourself or that you've been told about yourself or that you're holding about yourself around what's possible for you and what's holding you back from being able to become that person who can do that thing? Because here's the thing, self-development and walking this journey of being and becoming is not a one exercise or one workshop or one life coach thing. It is a constant experience of becoming and being all at the same time. And the work in the process is can be uncomfortable. And then we get to a space where we've grown strong enough to be there for a while. And then we'll feel that that pull and that call to grow to the next level, which re- which will require us to again go through that process and that becoming. And you know what, you mob, I'm ready for that life. I'm ready to find out what does it take to become a black belt, not just to have a black belt, but to become a black belt. And what is my version of a black belt? I'm ready to walk the journey to becoming a black belt world champion and understanding who I need to become and what do I need to do by walking the journey in order to even have a chance to be competitive on an international stage, to be in those arenas, to have a chance of having my hand raised and put having that medal placed around my neck. And what I'm excited more for is the process of who I will become on this journey, the places I'll go the experiences that I'll have and who I'll be able to serve in sharing of this journey. So, yes, sitting with the lies that I'm telling myself or believing about myself or holding on to about myself in these spaces around the money, my dreaming, my relationships and my own potential. I'm only 30 minutes in and it's already uncomfortable and I've had to take a break. Um, And I use this podcast as an excuse because there were tears, there was a physical pain in my back and in the back of my neck and in my stomach and in my feet because the truth started to come through. Even though I haven't written the truth yet, I can already see it forming on the page in my eyes around the fact that these are lies that I've been telling myself of that I don't know. Because even though I don't know, I know that I can learn. I've done it before. I've gotten myself here. So it means I can get myself there. But I'm not walking the journey alone. I've never been alone. I've always been carried and guided and resourced by my ancestors because my dreaming chose me. So what lies are you telling yourself? And who can hold your hand and guide you through that process? I highly recommend not doing it alone. I've reached out for support today. 
Um, I've got someone on text message and voice message who is guiding me and supporting me as I as I write. I'm focusing on just one area today and I'll allow myself 10 minutes here and there as I do some other work to sit with this around and it's my relationship to myself. What lies do I hold around my relationship to myself and my own potential? I'll update you in a couple of weeks as to how the whole experience went and how it landed with me. Um, Big love you, mob.